welcome to episode 45 of Thrifty Cast. This is Eric. And this is Kathleen. And our topic for today is the, um, the little something we stole from Amazon.com, which is the private wish list. Here was my thinking. And okay. Like, and I talked to you about it while we were driving. There are things that I would love to have that even you, who I thrift with all the time, wouldn't necessarily be aware of. Yes. Right? Until so, today. Yeah. Until, and yeah, we're going to blow the lid off of that. And I mean, what's interesting about it is that's really one of the appeals of thrifting, that you find things that, oh, you didn't think about or you hadn't thought about for a long time mm-hmm. or didn't even realize you wanted or those kinds of things. But um, I, I was thinking more with this notion of the private wish list of the things that are very specific to you that have um, some sentimental value, but could conceivably show up at thrift stores. And what would those items be? All right. So for you folks at home, those are the rules. So Eric had to explain to me the title because I use Amazon, but I did not know what a private wish list was. Mm. So if you're like me, that simply means a wish list of things that you want that would be on Amazon, but that it's private only for the people that you give the information to? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, more or less. All right. Or just, for you. For you alone. Okay, just so you understand. You probably already knew that. And I'm sorry <laughs> if I over-explained it to you, but I didn't. To get on the internet, you'll need what we call a browser. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I'm not totally, you know, unsophisticated <laughs> when it comes to the internet, but... But yeah, I, I just, it's one of those things I just take it as a given that, that people know. And, and it's one of those things I use all the time. Like I'm I don't. always like, I want that. I want that. And then three years later I look and I'll think, why, why did I want that? Hmm. Like I, I'm not a candle maker. Um, <laughs> and that's how things wind up in the thrift stores. Yes. Damn. Wow. It's like getting my abs sculpted without doing any work at all. <laughs> Sign me up. And it comes with a thigh master. I have thighs. <laughs> Thighs that could be more masterful. <laughs> mm. Almost did a spit. There take. was nearly a spit take oh, of nice. iced tea all over the computer. Whew. Well, we're amusing ourselves at least. So, um, in in other news, <laughs> I, um, it is two weeks from today that it closed on the house. Two weeks from tomorrow that the moving van shows up. Holy cow! I'm freaking out. Um, I, uh, we were talking just before we turned the mic on. I went to, um, I went up to that area of South Central Wisconsin uh, around um, Baraboo, cutest town name ever. <laughs> it BTW. really is. <laughs> so I went to uh, Baraboo and went to their Saint Vanita Paul, um, and it's just it's going to be the thrifting transition. There's going to be a <laughs> lot of cultural transitions with this move. You know, moving from. Um, the north side of Chicago to basically rural Wisconsin, but um, different stuff is going to show up in the thrift stores. They're going to value different stuff. So I, that's been on my mind lately as far as thrifting goes. So we'll, we'll see. Yeah. I may have to, um, what I was also saying, I may have to diversify to flea markets, which is it's a rough thought. You already found, I used to go to a lot of flea markets sort of pre-thrifting. And then at the very beginning of thrifting, I still mm-hmm. went to them. But I really have all the furniture I could ever need, except for a new dining room table, because mm-hmm. I hate my dining room table. Um, and, and I just can't sort of spend flea market money 
on pottery and and sort of other bric-a-brac when I see it at the thrift stores for such good prices. Yeah. So I will only very occasionally go. But Eric did find one flea market around there that sounds really good. So now I'm pretty intrigued. Yeah. I do I do like them. I really like spending a day outside and mm-hmm. walking around and seeing so much stuff concentrated in one place, even if I don't buy it. Yeah. It's interesting to see what's there um, and to see what people try to charge for things because I'm cheap. What stands out for me as somebody who very, very rarely goes to thrift markets, or I'm sorry, flea markets. <laughs> the, the new hybrid. <laughs> <laughs> the only time I go to flea markets is if you're going and you invite me and the, there's a donut shop on the way. And he has nothing else to do. Yeah, all those, all of those can, it's sort of a perfect storm that has to happen for me to get there. But I remember the last time we went walking through and being like, they're, they're charging what for this Pirates Bowl? Just shocked. Mm-hmm. And um, they had that uh, classic kind of Pyrex nesting bowl set yeah. with the the primary, primary colors. colors, and um, they had the wrong red in there. They thrifted <laughs> a set, and it was it was more of a brick red that they had in there. And I was they were selling it for like sixty bucks or something yeah. as a nesting bowl set, and I was I was about to just overturn the table at that injustice. Well, and and that is why, especially if you're going to spend money. That kind of money, I mean, you do have to be somewhat educated or hopefully be educated or really like the set that they made. Maybe you love that red better than other reds and you're not buying it for the collectiveness of mm-hmm. it. Sorry, I could have worded that better. Um, you're buying it just because that's what you want and you don't care about the cost or the resale value. Mm-hmm. But it does frustrate me when you know that you could assemble something on your own or you know you've seen that very same planter is our great example. Like mm-hmm. all the kooky 40s, 50s, 60s planters that are out there for pretty affordable prices at thrift stores. And then you'll see, you know, $28 or even $15 on some of them at the flea market makes me want to rip my hair out. But if mm-hmm. somebody's going to pay that, I understand as a business person, you mm-hmm. charge it. Yeah. I'm just not going to pay that. Right. And some people pay for the convenience of not having to go sift through thrift stores. Yeah. And, you know, if, if they don't, if that's not their deal. And we never figure out because who would want to know the time that you spend, the amount of money you spend on gas, mm-hmm. the trips you make where you don't find anything, mm-hmm. because the whole process is the entertainment. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of how I think about the flea market, too. If I go to the flea market for half a day or a day, and I spend $5 to get in and money on donuts uh-huh. and buy nothing, it doesn't bother me because that's how I spent my day. Yeah. That, you know, that was my entertainment. And you get ideas. Yeah. You and- see what's out there. You notice trends, you you know, um, like, wow, these repro metal signs are really popping up everywhere. I remember that. That was a weird day. Yeah. And unless it's freezing or gruelingly hot, I usually enjoy the the being outside part. So, again, I mean, I feel like it's it's my entertainment for the day. It's usually cheaper than a movie. Yeah. Yeah, actually, virtually <laughs> always, even a matinee. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I don't I don't really your your check-in is more exciting than mine. I'm not moving anywhere in two weeks. <laughs> I don't have boxes all over my apartment. I don't mean to brag. Yeah. Tons of boxes. No boxes here. Yeah. Well. Find of the month. Find of the month, yeah. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Um I'm gonna do that thing like you do in restaurants where it's like, oh, can you go ahead? I'll figure it out. Okay. All right. All right. So I'm gonna order first. Yeah. Should I take a really long time to order? Or? Yeah. 
Okay. Uh, make it complicated. Okay. Like you actually do make your restaurant orders. I do. I'm a little picky <laughs> when it comes to food. Um, you should hear me at a drive-in. Mm. drive through not a drive-in. Mm-hmm. Though it'd take a long time there, too. Anyway, um, so I have been buying a lot of quilts lately. And if you have looked at our Facebook page, you will know that. Mm-hmm. It's been a really good time, knock on wood, I guess, finding them. So last week, last time we were out, I found a couple. Mm-hmm. And the one that's going to be my find of the week was 50 cents. Mm-hmm. And it's actually only a quilt top. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm picking it because it's embroidered. Mm-hmm. And I took it to my quilting group. I have a little quilting group that I, I sew with on Fridays. If I haven't talked about it before, I'm the worst quilter there. Um, but they're very patient and very kind, and I'm learning a lot. So I will take them quilts when I find them because they're all very intrigued with the stuff that I find at the thrift store. So I took it, and we decided that different people embroidered each of the squares. Oh. Which I didn't really notice when I found it because it was a dollar and it was half off, and mm-hmm. I was more delighted by that. It has um, kind of a nursery book theme. Mm-hmm. You know, one is, I think, Old Mother Goose, and for some reason there's a camel on one. Anyway, I'll take some pictures of it. It's white with blue. It's very simple. Arabian Nights, maybe? <sighs> there's not just camels. Yeah. I think there's Humpty Dumpty. It's okay. Maybe people had some choice when it came to their um, their square. But we were looking. Some people used a couple pieces of embroidery thread. Some people only used one. I wonder if it ended up at the thrift. Like, this was a beautiful blanket until Aunt Deb decided to put the camel on it. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like one person signed theirs, like, oh. did their name. It's, it's really sweet. So um, I liked it anyway. And then, you know, the fact that it was 50 cents just kind of mind-blowing so that's my find of the month and we found that the last time we went out which was last week it it does make me sad that that in particular is at a thrift store i know but it's it's my whole goofy like oh i rescued this even though somebody else would have um so now it's here Mm -hmm. and and my quilting group actually thought that it should just be sort of simply backed like you know with Mm -hmm. with filling in a back and then just tied not heavily quilted based on how it looked Huh. So I don't know if I'll actually do that to it or if it'll just sit folded up with my other quilts. Mm-hmm. Did that give you enough time to decide what you'd like to order today uh, at I, Applebee's? I was, I was t- too busy listening. <laughs> Oops. You were too busy really listening <laughs> to what I was saying. <laughs> I know I'm like a saint that way. <laughs> Darn you and your active listening skills. <laughs> it sounds like you're saying. <laughs> what I'm hearing is... Uh, I think my find of the week, and I'm really reaching here, I, I haven't bought much because I don't want kind of more stuff to move and, you know, all that, a lot of that kind of decision making. So my find is going to be really simple. I found a really good copy of a Frank Sinatra album. I'm not a huge Sinatra fan. I like Frank Sinatra, but um, the album I found was, I think it's called September of My Years. Um, it's... Frank Sinatra's depressing album about being middle-aged, which is topical, let's be <laughs> honest. Um, it has uh, that When I Was 17, It Was a Very Good Year. I love that song. Actually, that I, I've loved that song since it appeared on The Muppet Show when I was a little kid. You know, that like grumpy old guys who would heckle. I always forget their names. Yeah. Um, but all of a sudden, in an episode of... Um, the Muppet Show, like the camera goes up there and you're used to them kind of like, you know, cracking wise up there, but all of a sudden they burst into that song. And I remember like as a little kid being like, wow, this is really dark. Really <laughs> like, poignant. This is poignant <laughs> and sad. 
So I've I've always loved that song mm-hmm. from, from the first time I heard it. So um so yeah, I have this this um Frank Sinatra album, several Frank Sinatra albums. I always enjoy them. Um And so. when you move and get settled, it'll be really nice. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's uh there is something great about having an album, putting it on the turntable, just letting it go while you're doing whatever around the house. Yeah. 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 Unpacking. Mm-hmm. You should do that while you're unpacking. It'll make it more fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, unpacking's going to be a process. I know. but I didn't mean you're going to do it all at once. Yeah. You have a lot of albums. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I could go through a lot of vinyl mm-hmm. while I'm unpacking. So, our private wish list. I keep wanting to say private dancer every time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's different. It is. Um, do you, do you want to... Take turns? Yeah, we, we usually take turns. Okay. Let's do that. You do your number one. Okay, so my first one is, and everything is like a vague description. I have almost no specifics on these because they are fuzzy with nostalgia from childhood. But it is a fairy tale book that I had when I was little. It had a red cover. It was hardcover. And it had the little match girl in it. And I remember mm. because the little match girl is so sad. Mm-hmm. If you have ever read that story, if you're not, I won't spoil it. I'm just going to say it's sad. Way sadder than that Frank Sinatra song. Yeah. By be prepared. A lot. Be prepared. Yeah. Um, but my parents used to read to me from that book when I was little. Mm. So it had really pretty pictures too. And I cannot remember the last time I saw it. Mm-hmm. So, except it was at my dad's apartment. Uh-huh. So, it was post Elgin, you know, yeah. I can nail it down to a few years, but I'm sure we gave it away, you mm-hmm. know, because I was getting older. So if I saw that and mm-hmm. I'd have to flip through it and see the pictures mm-hmm. and then it would click, I would, I would buy that. You would have to actively be looking for it in the children's book section to have it. Yes. And the title would not click for me because yeah. it would be something, something fairy tales yeah. or fairy tales for kids. Yeah. And it would have a lot of text because it was a very text heavy book. Yeah. Tons of those, uh, kinds of books were published. Yeah. Like, you know, those kind of general nursery rhyme books. Yep. Um, my uh, number one mm-hmm. is the original soundtrack to the first Star Trek movie. Um, when I was a little kid, I don't know how, I, you know, apparently we'd gone to the mall or, you know, whatever you do in 1979. And um, I just really wanted that soundtrack. And I... Um, had it on vinyl and as a little kid I would um go to my parents giant cabinet stereo you know exactly what I'm talking about Um, I do actually yeah they probably got it in what 72 73 but it was this giant um cabinet and I would put on that album play that album lay in front of the stereo listen to it all the way through get up flip it over (laughs) lay down and just do it again I don't know why I loved, loved that album. It's all instrumental. Uh-huh. Um, which I found out there are actually lyrics to the Star Trek theme, the original TV show, Star Trek theme. I, I think I've actually heard them once. Yeah, they're not good. Yeah, yeah, I remember thinking that. Yeah, I have heard them once. It's like, oh, I'll be waiting for you, my Star Trek and man. <laughs> it, they're actually really sexist. But, um, so yeah, the uh, that's my number one. I, I love the cover art. It's like this sort of rainbow with just, you know, William Shatner's face on it. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I, I just have such fond memories of that. So. Excellent. Yeah. 
Um, continuing the music theme, my second item would be a black one-piece record player mm-hmm. with speakers. It, it sort of folded up, and it had a handle, and you unfolded it. So the like the I, I can't even really describe it, but the sides popped out a little bit, and there were speakers, mm-hmm. and the turntable kind of dropped down. I mean, oh, it was, I can, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. nothing super fancy, but. We had it when I lived in Elgin, and then I took it with me when my parents split up and we all kind of moved. Um, and I had that until the year we bought a dog for my grandma, Gary. Uh-huh. <laughs> and we used the record player to help keep, help keep the dog in the kitchen, and the dog chewed through the wires on the record player. Oh, oh, yeah. Um, which luckily we're not plugged in and we mm-hmm. had to throw it away. Yeah. But she loved the dog and named it Jenny and had it for many years. So it has a happy ending. But. Jenny is a weird dog name. I know. So it's sort of a conditionally happy ending. No, she really loved that dog. Okay. That's fair. Um, so anyway, I remember um, really loving that record player, even though I have a record player that I can see from where I'm sitting, I would still buy that. Mm-hmm. There's something about the, uh, Mobility, the little suitcasiness. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. I don't remember the brand name. Mm-hmm. I don't. I but I would know it if I saw it. Yeah, everything on my list is like I would know it if I saw it. Fair enough. Um, in keeping with my very very specific, knowing exactly what I want, <laughs> and it's all science fiction related. Um, uh, when I was in second grade, I remember um, this other kid came in with a Space nineteen ninety nine lunchbox. <laughs> And I, you in that, space, nineteen ninety nine. That was, <laughs> um, I coveted that lunchbox. I remember seeing that lunchbox, and I'm like, that is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life, and I, I must have it. <laughs> and you know, you kind of forget about it, and, and I never got it. Um, I was online looking at something, and then they, I, weirdly enough, saw a picture of a space nineteen ninety nine lunchbox, and thought, I need that. I just need it. <laughs> Just plain need mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I'm a middle-aged man, but I need that. <laughs> I need that. How much was it online? Was it really I didn't expensive? look at prices. Oh, it okay. Wasn't, I just it wasn't wondered. like an auction site. It wasn't anything mm-hmm. like that. I think that um, the likelihood that that in particular would show up at a thrift, because you have lunchbox collectors, you have science fiction collectors, it's so collectible that um, if it lands in a thrift, somebody's going to snatch it up, or the thrift store is going to be like, they're actually going to price it more than you would find it at a flea market. Yeah. I agree. Um, so I want it. If I could stumble across it, that would be great. Um, that's a good one. What's your third? My third one is, um, going back to things that I don't know the name of, Mm -hmm. but music related is a terrible Christmas album that, um, has a red cover. Surprise, surprise. It's a Christmas album. You had me at terrible. (laughs) Um, and it's not a double album, but it opens up wide, and there's kind of a pop-up in the middle, because mm-hmm. it's Christmas. Um, so it's like a book. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, my best friend Amanda and I loved, when I was little, loved this album. Mm-hmm. We would play it year-round and sing along to it. <laughs> <laughs> we sang along to everything, though. We had some amazing routines to Copacabana by by uh, Barry Manilow. Mm. But this album had a song on it called Santa's Magical Bag. Santa's magical blue who bag. It uh-huh. was, it's the cheesiest song. It's like vaguely psychedelic, mm. but that's how I would know the album because there is no way that song is on any mm-hmm. other Christmas album. Santa's magical bag. Yeah. 
as far as I know, the rest or remember, most of the rest of the album is just. Have like, you Googled it or looked for it on iTunes? Um, you know, I think uh-huh. actually the song Santa's Magical Bag mm-hmm. has showed up on. You know that guy who does those wacky Christmas? Yes, he looks specifically for Christmas albums. Yeah, at thrift and, stores. Mm-hmm. And he winds up on this NPR show every year that's taped in Chicago called Sound Opinions. Mm-hmm. And he makes like a Christmas mix CD every year for his friends. And it's mm-hmm. kind of turned into a thing. That song has wound up on his mixtape one year. Oh. So I could track it down that way. Mm-hmm. Um but I would want, it's not just the song, I would mm-hmm. want the album because... Songs and all the all the right songs and all I'd, the right Yeah, I'd want to hear mm-hmm. all the terrible songs. But yeah. I could at least find the song and track down the album and see all the other songs on there. Yeah. But it, it's it's atrocious, if I remember correctly. Yeah. It sounds atrocious and amazing. I, and you said that I had you at terrible, so it, you'd probably love it. It feels like Christmas year-round. <laughs> and it was. It was. The, um, my number three is, uh, it's a toy I had when I was a kid. It probably came out in the early 80s. And much like you, I have no idea what it was called. I, I think <laughs> it may have been called the Quizmaster. Mm. That's what kind of sticks out uh, in my head. But it was uh, something that looked like a calculator, kind of. There was like an electronic component. Oh. And you had a book. Uh-huh. You had a book that came with it, and then you could get different quiz books, and you would have to enter a code, and they were all multiple choice. Yes. Do you, does this I remember bells? this. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I had um, one, and the cover matched it. It was a quiz book with like a thousand and one, literally a thousand and one questions. I think it had just many, many, many uh-huh. questions, and it was uh, about Superman. <laughs> Which would have been amazing for you. Yeah. Um, so it was... Uh, I, I just remember reading through, you would flip it open to any page and you would have a question and then you would like make your guess and it would either give you like a ding or a, eh, you know, uh, based on your right or wrong answer. It was um, technologically, it's so Flintstones. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm sure there was a bird inside that was like, hmm, what code did they enter? Okay, well, uh, I, I mean, it's it, it makes Scantron just look like <laughs> rocket science. So, um, but I loved that thing, and especially that Superman quiz. I would, if I was bored, I would just sit down for hours mm-hmm. and go through it, which I think is um, sort of a predecessor to the the age of um, screens of yeah. smartphones. You know, I think I used that. Back in the day that kids use phones and iPads now. But yeah. I have such warm memories and such strong affection for that, that if I saw that, and again, I, I kind of think I might remember what it was called. I would absolutely know it if I saw it. Um, I can't imagine that many of those lived. I imagine just batteries corroding yeah. everywhere. But And that, that stuff like that just mm-hmm. takes such a beating from kids. Yes. Yeah. Um, especially at a time when... There, when in your life as a kid, you didn't have a lot of that stuff, mm-hmm. right? So you had the one thing and you had multiple, let's yeah. say, books. Yeah. You used it a lot. Yeah. Cool. 
yeah, so that's my number three. All right, my number four um, Christmas theme continues. These ugly plastic ornaments that <laughs> um, my mom and dad and I had in Elgin. It's mm-hmm. all coming back to Elgin wow. today, um, which just for me means first grade and mm-hmm. before. Yeah. Um, they were sort of faux stained glass. Uh-huh. So they had this ugly gold plastic edging. Mm-hmm. And then... They had panels mm-hmm. of um, bumpy, mm-hmm. thin plastic in different colors to simulate stained glass. Got it. And then they had that ugly gold plastic in between, mm-hmm. again, to make it look like it was stained glass. I can picture exactly what you're talking we about. We had a bell. We had an angel. Mm-hmm. We had a reindeer. I don't remember what else. I feel like I've seen those. Maybe. Hmm. I think they were free with something. Like mm. you bought, you know, 18 boxes of Duncan Hines cake mix mm-hmm. and you got a set of four. That is very my mother. She would have done that, mm-hmm. saved those and gotten those ornaments. My parents never saw an Arby's glass they didn't need. <laughs> they just needed it. Yeah. Um, my parents would never take me to Arby's and mm-hmm. I was angry and bitter. Mm. Um, but my mother would send in stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what I would do with those ornaments because I would never put them on my real tree. Mm-hmm. I guess I'd put them on my little tree. Mm-hmm. But I would just, I'd like some of those. Maybe just one. Yeah. Maybe just the bell. The, the, the bell would be nice. The nostalgic attachment as <laughs> yeah. opposed to um, having somebody walk in and think like, wow, she thinks that looks good. <laughs> she loved 1973. Um, but yeah, one of those would be great. Um, again, in the theme of childhood and toys, um, my next one is uh, Stretch Monster. He was part of the Stretch Armstrong family. He was green. He was a monster. I love Stretch Monster. I loved Stretch Monster. That's I all had I'm Stretch saying. Armstrong, but I didn't know there was a Stretch Monster. He was green. He looked a little like, um, a little, and I was going to say the Hulk, but not the Hulk. Um, he was scalier. <laughs> he, he had texture. Uh-huh. Kind of reptilian. Hmm. Um, yeah, Stretch Armstrong always looked like um, I, I never liked Stretch Armstrong. I thought he looked smug. So uh, yeah, I just I loved playing with him, with pulling him and squishing mm-hmm. his body. And there was always the kid in your neighborhood who cut it open to see what was inside. Yeah, there was always that kid, and you always had to keep yours away from that kid because mm-hmm. that kid wanted yours mm-hmm. after he'd cut his open. Yeah, it became like a serial. Yeah. Kind of thing, yeah. We also had the kid in the neighborhood who ground down Barbies. Yeah, I know. You're in your neighborhood. I know. Glad you moved. Yeah, yeah, it was a good thing. It's your... My fifth one is, um, <laughs> back to music, I could not sleep without music playing when mm-hmm. I was little, and my parents gave me this old gray boxy radio mm-hmm. that was around the house somewhere. And again, I, I have no idea what brand it was. It plugged in. It was the size of a big loaf of like squishy Wonder Bread. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was big. Uh-huh. Um, and it had maybe two dials and it was probably only AM because I listened to WLSAM. That mm. was the station to listen to. Yeah. But I don't think it had FM. Hmm. So as much as I would love to have that... <laughs> I don't know what I would do with it if I got it. Two knobs make sense. It would be tuning and volume, volume slash on off. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. 
So, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there was FM. FM mm-hmm. would not have been weird in mm-hmm. the 70s. Mm-hmm. So, but I, I can only really remember that I would listen to WLS and I would fall asleep with that every night. Mm-hmm. And sometimes somebody would come in and turn it off, but yeah. sometimes I'd sleep with it on all night. Yeah. And that's very comforting. So that would be nice to have. Nice. My fifth one is shoe skates. <laughs> I, uh, I feel like mine are all much more emotional. <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, I, I talked about my friend Sinatra. Not, not that they're not emotional, but I feel like mine are I don't know. Nostalgic. Yeah, but yeah, sad nostalgic. Oh. Uh, Shoescape. I feel like your parents' divorce is coming up a lot. I do, too. <laughs> I do, too. Sorry, everyone. But um, shoescapes, <laughs> for me, you know, about the time I was, like, between 10 and 12, like, everybody had shoescapes. Everybody in the neighborhood had shoescapes. It was, they looked like tennis shoes, but yeah. they were skates. Yeah. Um, I didn't have those. I had rollerblades later. I had rollerblades maybe a little bit later than I should have, if we're going to be honest. I remember you. Mm-hmm. You broke our couch with rollerblades. Oh, yeah. I fell. <laughs> That's not important. Let's let's just leave that part in the past. Our new couch. The... <laughs> it was a pretty flimsy couch. It really was. Yeah. So, um, the, the rollerblades... Leave those behind. There was something fantastic <laughs> about like they look like tennis shoes, mm-hmm. and let's be honest, they look like seventies tennis shoes. Yeah. They were always like this royal blue with like Heinz mustard yellow stripes <laughs> on the side. Um, but roller skates, and I I remember loving those. Um, like waking up on summer mornings and just strapping those on, and just skating everywhere. I only ever had those crappy roller skates that went on over your shoes. Oh. Which were yeah. very hard to roller skate in. Yeah. And I wondered why I was a bad roller skater. Yeah, huh. the, I always feel like those seized up. Like they were, I also was not very coordinated. Still, really, I'm not. So that was probably why I was a bad roller skater, not just the equipment. And luckily, I had the grace of a cat. So there you go. You are cat like. But shoe skates. Absolutely shoe skates. Um, I would love to find a pair in my size and I would, um, I would wear those and I, I, my, my joy would be unironic. Mm -hmm. I would pretend it was ironic, but (laughs) yeah, I I would love to find a pair of those. Um, we're quickly running out of time. Do you you have any uh, honorable mentions? Because I I do. I do. And these are things that we talked about that if we found would be cool, but we wouldn't Mm -hmm. buy. Oh, right. Or no. Oh, no. I'm just thinking anything that that made it close to the list, but didn't quite make top Okay. My two things were were things that would be cool, but I would never buy them. Mm -hmm. Um, Mork and Mindy suspenders. Mm -hmm. So those Mork suspenders, Sears Mm -hmm. sold them in um, the Pretty Plus section. Mm -hmm. And my dad bought them for me Uh one Christmas. I looked terrible in them, but I loved them. It would be really cool to see them. They'd have to have the buttons on them still. Oh. But um, I would never buy them because what would I do with them? People would think you were a really, really big Mork and Mindy fan. Yeah, and I was then, mm-hmm. but not anymore. Yeah, like a committed, for decades, yeah, no. Mork and Mindy fan. No. Yeah. So. Um, I also added um, comic books, specifically superhero comic books, mm-hmm. specifically uh, comic books from the, the uh, 70s. Interestingly enough, people... There's this misconception out there that comic books are worth a lot of money. They're really not. It's it's you know you have some that that are worth money, 
Some of them are newer. Some of them are older. If you can find anything from like, you know, 1963 and earlier, it's probably worth something. But but it has to be in good condition. Yeah, right? it has to be in fairly good condition. And be all tore up. Yeah, but I, I think you know. People in the 90s were like, oh, this is this will pay for college someday, yeah. which cracks me up now. Those are completely worthless. Um, any comic book that has there, – there was a time in the 70s where things were 30 cents, then they went up to 35, and then 40, 50. And that was like through the 70s going into the 80s. Anything that has between a 20 cent and a 50 cent um, cover price, um, I love. And it, it could be something that I never read, nothing I was interested in. There's something about comic books from that period mm -hmm. of time that I will not pass those up if I can get them for really, really cheap, yeah. which is all they're worth. It seems like all the times, though, that we're in thrift stores and we see comic books, they're always asking way too much. I just flat out never see them. There was one time I can think of where I went in mm -hmm. and somebody had offloaded a bunch of comic books the staff, weirdly enough, the staff at the thrift store had gone through with one of those pricing sticker guns, which is better than adhering the big stickers, <laughs> yeah. but uh, one of those uh, printer mm -hmm. kind of automatic ones. So every single issue had a uh, thing on it. And like, I'm, I'm a collector, but I'm not like a, an archivist. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not that into that, but you know, it just, it gets in the way of the art yeah. and that kind of stuff. So comic books, always comic books that have between that 20 cent and Oh, well, that's good to know. That I, I, mm -hmm. I respond well to yeah. parameters. So uh, so long as it's not... Um, oh, great. Yeah, yeah there are limitations. If it's, if it's a superhero book, that's great. Any uh -huh. kind of superhero book. But if it's like, oh, Daffy Duck, they, yeah. there was all that kind of stuff. And that, actually, I'll see at flea markets a lot. Yeah, I was never a fan of those. Any other honorable mentions? Um, no, no, that's okay. All right. Sweet, so we're out of time. Yeah, we are. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah, thank you. If you have anything that you would put on a private wish list, mm -hmm. tell us. We'd love to hear it. You can always let us know on our Facebook page, which is ThriftyCast mm -hmm. on Facebook. Um, you can always post pictures there or let us know what you think of episodes or just say hi. And Eric also has an Instagram account, which is... Oh, it's I love thrifting. I L U V thrifting uh, on Instagram, and basically, it's just a catalog of just weird stuff that amuses me. And every once in a while, it amuses me, and I make him take a picture of it. But really, it's his. So, thank you so much. All right, till next time. Bye.